Hello, and thank you for joining us for this edition of HIPRA Connects, where we provide a voice to those with rare or challenging diseases and illnesses, the providers working to treat them, their supporters, and healthcare thought leaders. Hi, I'm Janice McRae, founder and CEO of Nexus Aid International. Our product, HIPRA, is a medical knowledge sharing technology that supports collaboration among healthcare providers when challenging or difficult cases arise. Today, I am quite pleased to introduce to you Rebecca Ani. Rebecca is the Director of Education Programs for the National Organization for Rare Diseases, or NORD. Hi, Rebecca, and welcome to HIPRA Connects. Hi, Janice. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Would you please tell us about yourself, your story, what drove you to the National Organization for Rare Diseases? Of course. So as Janice mentioned, I work on the education team at NORD. And prior to my work at NORD, I worked for one of NORD's member organizations. NORD has a membership network of more than 300 patient advocacy groups and organizations. And NORD also helps organizations get started and get their 501c3 status so that they can fundraise and help prepare um, their their patient communities to engage in research when they're ready. And of course, you know, do advocacy work and, and connect their patient communities. So I worked at the Pulmonary Hypertension Association or PHA and there I directed the professional and patient education portfolios for the organization. Pulmonary hypertension is a deadly heart and lung condition. And um, it's very complex and uh, sometimes very difficult to diagnose. So that's how I got started truly in rare disease education. Prior to that, I worked um, for Starlight Children's Foundation, where I supported thousands of pediatric patients and families living with serious, chronic, and often rare diseases with family outings, entertainment in the hospital, healthcare facility renovations to make a very unnatural place for children to be, feel more like home, feel more comforting and more normal to bring normalcy into a very abnormal environment and hopefully support those pediatric patients um, to comply with treatment, not need as much sedation and get home sooner to their families. Personally, my life has been very affected by rare disease. My brother, Chris, is a survivor of a stage four Wilms tumor I myself survived Hodgkin's lymphoma, and my father-in-law is now living with a rare cancer, um, mantle cell lymphoma. So for me, in a lot of ways, my work is personal, and my family did not know that there was a whole rare disease community. Of course, we knew about cancer. Cancer was a very real reality in our life. We did not know that pediatric cancer, every pediatric cancer is rare. 
uh, we did not know that with our diagnoses, we were part of the rare community. And I think about that every day. I think about the people living with a rare diagnosis, feeling isolated and not knowing there's this very broad community. And even though there are more than 7,000 known rare diseases, uh, we have more in common than we think across disease states. And Nord's tagline, our, our motto is alone we are rare, together we are strong. And that is the foundation of our commitment to building community across the rare disease space. Well, it sounds quite, quite meaningful. You mentioned the slogan, alone we are rare, together we are strong. And I could see how that would really enhance the opportunities to provide support to those with rare diseases. Can you focus a little bit more on the primary focus of NORD or is just so many areas or is there a primary focus? Uh, a few. So NORD is a reliable and renowned leader um, in the rare disease community. We are an umbrella organization of more than 300 disease specific or disease grouping patient organizations. And we have decades of experience in advancing policy and research and care for the community through patient services and things like our work in education. So the educational initiatives team that I lead, uh, we call what I call it a, a straddle strategy. So our educational strategy is um, sort of multi-pronged, but our straddle is um, between patient and caregiver education and healthcare professional education. So we focus on educating people living with a rare disease and their caregivers to manage their health, advocate for themselves, know their rights, find their patient community, uh, participate in research when and if they are ready, and hopefully live their best rare lives. Meanwhile, we're also educating healthcare professionals who all at some point will encounter symptoms of rare disease to suspect rare disease, to appropriately screen for and diagnose, as well as refer appropriately and take care of a patient, hopefully in a collaborative care model. And so NORD is nearly 40 years old and began as a small group of patient advocates that formed a coalition to unify and mobilize support to pass the Orphan Drug Act of 1983. And shortly after the passing of that act, um, to get more FDA approved therapies for the more than 7,000 known rare diseases, that's when NORD was formed as the leading patient advocacy organization for rare diseases. But uh, we have a research team dedicated to helping patient advocacy groups start and launch natural history studies to hopefully advance therapy development in the rare disease space because more than 90% of all known rare diseases are, are without 
an FDA-approved therapy. We also have a policy team um, that is, is dedicated to important issues, um, including user fees, patient health care costs, accelerated approval, and patient-focused drug development. Those are among the top priorities in Washington right now, thanks to NORD advocacy um, from our policy team and a huge network of patient advocates all across the United States. So we're really focused on, you know, this is a critical moment in rare disease and NORD is meeting the moment. There's more we can do as a community to remove barriers for individuals seeking care and support and trusted and reliable information. And NORD seeks to be that bridge to a better rare future by providing accurate and reliable information, education and support of patients, families and patient advocacy groups. Um, often patient advocacy groups are volunteer led by people who come home after a long day's work or a long day of caregiving and work into the night to form their community and build an organization and make the operations of that organization work. And it's really kind of amazing. It's amazing what dedicated people fighting for their own lives or the lives of their loved ones can do. And NORD strives to be that resource for those small patient advocacy groups to help them thrive and, and to help them get um, their needs heard and to help them learn how to fundraise and um, build a board and, mm -hmm. you know, run an organization on behalf of their rare disease. What a noble and great mission to enhance the lives of so many people. It's, it really is remarkable. You mentioned the Orphan Drug Act, just in case some of our listeners may not know what that is. Can you kind of tell a little bit about orphan drugs, what that means? Sure. So rare diseases have historically been known as orphans. Um, and the Orphan Drug Act was passed um, basically in the belief that it is in the public interest to provide incentives um, to companies to research and um, move the needle forward in the development of orphan drug products for these rare orphan diseases. I see. So obviously with small patient communities, um, there's not a big incentive to research rare diseases that only affect 100,000 people or only affect 27 known people. Mm -hmm. um, there's no incentive there for for-profit drug companies and the field of pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry and health sciences um, without some kind of, of government-led financial incentive to do so. Um, and so since the Orphan Drug Act, there have been hundreds of therapies approved for rare diseases. Um, and so NORD strongly and firmly defends um, the retention of the Orphan Drug Act on behalf of, of the rare disease community. Um, a rare disease is any disease disorder 
illness or condition affecting fewer than 200,000 people in the United States at any given time. Um, I mentioned, you know, more than 90% do not have an FDA approved treatment and there are more than 7,000 rare diseases. So in total, it's estimated that between 25 and 30 million Americans have a rare disease. So that's almost one in 10 Americans. We all know somebody. Mm-hmm. We all have been touched by somebody living with, coping with a rare disease. To be honest, we likely have known someone who has died from a rare disease. We know people who are bereaved um, because of rare diseases. And, you know, there are more than 500 rare cancers alone. So, you know, alone, we are rare together. We are strong is so true. Um, Rare disease permeates the entire United States. And so we are staunchly defending the Orphan Drug Act and helping patient advocacy groups get involved in research and learn the natural history of their diseases and try to get the attention of researchers um, to really move forward in drug development for these, you know, life-limiting, life-altering, and life-threatening diseases. I can imagine that diagnosis of these rare diseases is most likely quite difficult. And since you and your family have been on that journey, can you give us a sense of the challenges that members of the rare disease community face when they know something is wrong, but perhaps their general practitioners are unable to know what it is? Can you just talk a little bit about that process? Sure, so we often talk about the diagnostic odyssey which can be the very long and arduous and frustrating journey to getting a diagnosis, let alone an accurate diagnosis. Mm -hmm. For some families, it could be seven years of searching and seeing healthcare professionals and being tested and poked and prodded and being misdiagnosed or, or having their concerns belittled. Mm -hmm. Um, before they actually even can name the beast. And then they're told to not go home and Google, but what's the first thing you would do? Go home and Google. Go home and Google (laughs) after they hear this terrifying name of a disease that they likely have never heard of or maybe knew existed, but had no knowledge about really. And that's where Nord comes in. Our website receives about 2.5 million hits a month, and 80% of those hits are to the NOR Rare Diseases database, which has rare disease reports on rare diseases, talking about the symptoms, the diagnosis, any known causes, um, any available treatments or supportive therapies that are often used to support patients living with that condition, linking out to their patient advocacy group or organization, um, talking about any um, active clinical trials that are recruiting in that condition. 
We want to be the source of trusted, reliable, expert, written and reviewed information about those scary diagnoses. Um, so fear is very, very real in this community. Um, frustration is very, very real. Often patients become such an expert in their condition that they know much, much, much more about it than their healthcare professionals they encounter. I believe it. I believe they it. They have to educate people constantly about their disease or their loved one's rare disease. Isolation is very real, um, especially living through this very long pandemic. It's isolation on top of isolation. So you may already feel isolated in living with this disease nobody's heard of, nobody understands. Um, some rare diseases are invisible, so you may not be believed. Um, and then you really are trying to protect your health and that often means staying home and losing your personal life and then you're isolated again. Um, I think when you, so, you know, quickly learning about the lack of FDA approved therapies is not only scary, but not fully understanding the drug development process, not understanding why it takes so long to get new drugs, why the process is so expensive, why there are so few therapies when there's so many advances in science and technology. Mm -hmm. But those are just some of the things that, that families are living with day to day, um, let alone, you know, the caregiving that they take on as a family and, and truly what a burden that can be for families. And it, it sounds like it really is an arduous journey and you raised some excellent, fantastic questions that hopefully will be answered more quickly in the near future. And that brings me to what do you see in the future for those suffering from rare diseases? What would be your hope, say, the next 15, 20 years? Um, ideally, uniformed newborn screening across all United States. Awesome. Um, it's different state by state. We often refer to it as death by zip code. For instance, I am from the state of Iowa. I was born in a hospital just over the border in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So I got the Nebraska newborn screening tests. I don't know what would have picked up in Iowa, for instance, if, you know, there could have been an underlying genetic disease that would affect me at some point in my life. So that's scary that it depends on where you live, what your baby will be screened for. So I hope we make advances in a uniformed list of newborn screening tests across all states in the United States. I, of course, every day I'm hoping for um, safe, um, reliable and effective therapies that patients can learn and figure out how to pay for, mm -hmm. um, because that's obviously very challenging. Um, I think technology and rare disease is accelerating rapidly and that's wonderful, but we have to continue to improve health literacy and empower patient organizations and individuals to really be the quarterback of their own 
care team and care journey. And, you know, I think really just working together across, you know, academia and industry and patient advocacy organizations and the patient and family community and the bereaved community and government partners like FDA and NIH, you know, really bringing all of, of the stakeholders in this community together to continue to problem solve and in driving innovation and developing stronger resources and focusing on better patient outcomes and listening to patients, you know, really bringing their voices forward early and always um, about what's most important to them, what symptoms we, you know, with relief would change their lives day to day. And hopefully that'll help us to start finding more cures and getting more therapies so people can live their best rare lives. Absolutely. And the, the patient empowerment aspect of that, not to give up, for example, um, and to really kind of surround yourself with a safety net, like NORD and other organizations, it would be quite, quite uh, impactful on their lives. Definitely. Uh, so um, as we kind of wrap up here, is there anything else in particular that you would like to share? And if, if individuals wanted to get in contact with you or uh, reach you at NORD or what's the best way to reach out? Sure. So I think what's most important is that anybody on the diagnostic odyssey, anybody who has been given a very scary, rare diagnosis, it's really important to know that you're not alone. Even if you can't find anybody else with your specific diagnosis, there's a real power in being in a room with other people who have shared experiences with the diagnostic odyssey, with figuring out insurance coverage and prescription coverage, with finding specialists, um, with frustration around there not being clinical trials or how to participate in clinical trials and access um, what they need to, to, to participate in those clinical trials. You know, I think it's really arm hair raising when you hear somebody else who just gets it, mm. really gets it. Mm -hmm. And Nord, Nord strives to be a convener of the entire community and be disease agnostic in that, you know, together we are strong, together we all collectively can work together on behalf of this broad community. We can connect you um, with known patient groups for your disease states, if there is one. Um, don't lose hope, get in touch. Um, our website is rarediseases.org. And you can just click contact at the top you can shoot us a contact form. You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Rebecca Ani, A-U-N-E. You can certainly call us at the office. Um, if you have questions, you can find all of our contact information on rarediseases.org. We encourage patients and families um, to join us in Washington, D.C. on May 6th. 
2023 for the Living Rare, Living Stronger Patient and Family Forum, which is a day-long um, free forum for patients and families to join us, learn from each other, hear stories of hope, connect with experts. And that's a really, um, it's my favorite program. It's, it's my favorite program because it's really the community finding their people. Um, and is there a virtual, a virtual um, yes, aspect to that live stream, all of the sessions of the day. Um, so if you are unable to travel, um, we welcome you to tune into the program. There is no registration fee for patients and families. Um, we also do have a scholarship program. So if some assistance to help get you to the meeting, um, might make it possible for you to join us in Washington, D.C., you certainly can learn about that. Um, and there'll be more information rolling out here soon, but you can check us out um, about the fam Patient and Family Forum at livingrare.org. Livingrare.org. So um, raredisease.org is your website? Yeah, rarediseases.org. Rarediseases.org is the website. And listeners, please circle on your calendar, May 6, 2023. That should be a, a very celebratory and informative experience. Yes, and it's just two days after Nord's 40th anniversary. Oh my goodness. Um, that we've been working on behalf of the of the rare disease community. So it's a very exciting year and we can't wait to meet so many wonderful families in Washington, DC. Rebecca, this has been outstanding. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and for really bringing to the to us the impact that Nord has on the rare disease community. Oh, it's Thank my you. pleasure. Anytime. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we hope we can connect many, many more people out there listening to the National Organization for Rare Disorders. We're here to help. Thank you. Thanks, and thank you. Thank you for joining us at this edition of Hippra Connects. <laughs>